Welcome to the Cry Mitt Mode podcast. A combination of our names. I'm Kippy Mitt. And I'm Rybert Mode. If you like consistency, then go somewhere else. Because this podcast is ever-changing. And we're back! Yay! Third round of the Crunchy Dive High Roll game. Uh, you briefly, before podcasting, found some art that I'd drawn, and I think you were quite impressed. You said one of them looked like a kangaroo. Yeah. Very impressed. Uh, we are doing... Also, there was... What were you rating? Rating? Oh, you mean the ticks? Yeah. Uh, that was when I was streaming, and uh, we all take turns making choices, so I was keeping track of who had made a choice. With no names? Just... No, because I always knew that if it got back to the first position, it was my turn. That hurts my very organized brain. <laughs> I, I didn't have time to do, like, letters, so I just I just did. Why didn't you do it before? Yeah, true. Because I don't prepare. Anyways, <laughs> we're doing the third round of the <laughs> Crunchy Dive High Roll game. That uh, we prepared for. We definitely prepared, and we're very prepared right now. Even mentally. Uh, what, we have three shows that we know we're watching today. Star Blazers, Space Battleship, Yamato, 2199. Dance, Dance, Dancer, and... Kokoku. Kokoku, the most fun name to say, probably. Uh, <laughs> I don't and... even know if we're saying it right. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Uh, they haven't, as far as I know, they have not said it in the show, nor do I know what that word means. Uh, they, uh... Yeah. We also will have one fourth mystery show, a high dive show at the what end. What if they have said it, but they've said it in translation, so we don't, we don't. know they're saying Kokoku just means time stop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, yes, we are watching those four. One will be eliminated at the end of the episode based on the lowest scores. Uh, usually we agree, and it's very likely just going to be the high dive one we introduce again. Now, um, first show to make it to six episodes will win our coveted prize that we have not said the name of. And uh, I, I'm leaning more and more into the idea that we should actually figure out the mailing address of the studio that does the show, like does the show that wins and then send them like a handwritten note that is like, congratulations. If, if there are people listening and you want to make bets on what you think is going to win. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it's, uh, if, if, God, if anyone's listening and wants to just watch along, you always know what you're going to be watching next, uh, next week, and it's like one episode a week. Uh, yeah. Let's see here. So we started, we've already watched the third episode of Star Blazers Space Battleship Yamato 2199. And we got to see the opening. We got, the show has a, a theme song as it turns out. Uh, it just didn't have any for the first two episodes. I guess presumably they didn't want to they, spoil. They didn't want to spoil that they're going to outer space. In Space Battleship Yamato. <laughs> you, it would really, it would really take away from the experience if you were like, "Wait a second, is that a space battleship?" Yamato. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we watched that. Uh, the yeah, third episode was Escape from the Jupiter Sphere. I want to say, I honestly should have checked, but whatever. Yeah, it was something like that. Uh, and you, the first thing you said is because it was just footage of. The uh, space battleship going through the solar system with, like, Gregorian chanting in the background. Like, 
And then uh, the only word I recognized at the very end was them, once again, Gregorian chanting, Yamato. (laughs) And then it kicks off into a real grooving, like, it sounds like a song straight out of the 70s. It's just, it's gotta just be the theme song from the show when people were watching it as children. But yes. Uh, Do you have anything else? I'm sure there are people that were not children that watched it as well. Mm, Very likely. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, uh, the people. People watched as children. (laughs) Well, I'm saying the people who are making this show now are presumably not people who were adults when this show came out. I know. I Presumably. just thought that was funny. <laughs> I would love an 80-year-old man who was like, or like 95, and he's like, I was 30 when this started. God damn, those were good days. <laughs> Gotta draw this space battleship. <laughs> okay, uh, you have anything else to say about the opening, or are we good to go into the meat of the show? I don't like that saying. Into the meat of the show? Yeah. Okay, well, then we, we don't have to say it any. Well, you don't want to stick the temperature gauge into the meat of the show? See if it's at a good 135 rare? Stop. Okay. <laughs> Should we progress into the episode? We may. Okay. We, we, we have permission. We can ponder it. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the first note I wrote was simply that they say, go up to space speed two. Yes. Because they didn't want to make a measurement for how fast they're going. <laughs> like, uh, and then, like, when we want to go really fast, let's just say space pit speed four. No, they say super speed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another space battleship shows up uh, next to them, but it's a good, friendly human space battleship. Th- that's such a weird detail, because they just go... They're a friend. Yeah, they're friendly. Because it's like another ship is approaching and one of the characters like rushes to a scope or something. And then someone just goes, it's friendly. Uh, And it's the the UN, the human security force and the captain who was like, don't go, captain best friend. He's standing in a window. They're both just looking out windows at each other. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, like wind shields in a car. And they're like, Go, space battleship, we believe in you. And the captain's like, message received. There's also a weird... I I actually don't quite remember where it happens, even though we just watched it. Mm -hmm. When he talks to the girl, Mm -hmm. they're in space, Mm -hmm. and they talk to the girl that's from the other planet, but he doesn't know that yet. Mm -hmm. And they start talking about her sister that's on Mars. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's really funny. That, um... Because it makes us think for half a second that he knows she is also from that planet. Yeah, because, well, she's looking at Mars and she's like, she's down there. Sasha's down there, isn't she? All alone. And, 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 like, (laughs) once again, she looks exactly like her. So, so do, do the characters just know that she's an alien? Because he doesn't react to it at all. He's just like, yes, she is. Anyways, I have work to do. And then he goes into a... Little, not monologue, but a little talk about you oh. traveled all that way by yourself. But he. Yeah, and he's like, we're going this far and it's going to be incredibly dangerous for us. I don't even know if we're going to make it, but you made that journey alone. We're going to make it for you. But when he first starts it, it sounds like he's talking to the girl that's on the ship with them. <laughs> yeah, 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 you you were like, who's he talking to right now? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, the dead one. <laughs> listen, listen, when you see a real pretty dead lady, 
it sticks with you. It makes an impact. You talk about how far she traveled <laughs> and that you're going the same distance because she could. You traveled. But she showed up dead. You traveled at 168,000 light years alone looking that pretty and then you died. But when did she die? Did she die during the travel? I actually don't know. Or did she die on impact? Because that would be hilarious if she was just. But if like, she died on impact, like the ship was fine. The ship was fine. So yeah, how did she die? But then he's comparing them to her. <laughs> you traveled all that way and made it. She died. I don't think she, you did. She ran out of oxygen fifteen minutes in, and the the ship just piloted itself. <laughs> <laughs> you made a brave journey. <laughs> so I was like, you know, if the ship could make it all that way on its own, why did we send your sister? Shut up. She wore white to my wedding. <laughs> Weirdly got personal. <laughs> so before they actually even get to Mars, though, uh, the you noted that the captain is making an announcement to the entire ship, but he's just standing in a pitch black room while he's doing it. Yeah, everyone is in a lighted place listening to him talk. And then it's just the captain just ominously in a dark room speaking. <laughs> and then uh, and then they have a, basically a board meeting, but it's an awesome board meeting because they're standing on a thing that I believe it... I believe they're standing on a screen. I don't think it's a window, but it's a screen with just a planet below them. So it looks like they're floating in space talking. And that's just fun. But they have a meeting where they introduce the two things that were bought. Like, the two things this episode exists for is to show us these two pieces of technology the ship has. The first one is their warp drive. And he's talking about how this is the thing that will essentially let them create wormholes in front of them that they fly through to skip through sections of space. But there is a flaw to it, isn't there? There's a... Well, I wouldn't say it's a flaw. I mean, it could be useful in certain circumstances. Because if you make a slight miscalculation, what happens? You wreck the universe's time barrier or something like that? Yeah, they are basically saying you destroy the universe if, if you, you use If you slightly this. slip up. <laughs> you can't make any mistakes or the universe will be destroyed. Uh, to which I say, like, I'm amazed this technology exists and, like, one person hasn't gone like, you know what? I hate the universe. Let's destroy it. You know, you'd think there'd I be don't... one person who'd do that. But it, when they're in it, they're all frozen, so someone wouldn't be able to mess it up. Mm, that is true. Yeah, that guy they, really they thought... Can't, they can't control it once they're in the time yeah. thing. Uh, so then in the meeting, they also introduce... It, it's so fun. I understand that humanity is in a desperate place, but it's very funny that they've developed all of this technology... Uh, like, they got the warp drive from aliens, so it kind of makes sense. But they also have developed a thing that they call the wave motion gun, which is apparently unparalleled unpar in destructive power. But they're also like, yeah, but we haven't actually tested it yet. It's basically just a laser nuke. It's a laser nuke. Uh, and the way it... Yeah, yeah. And they actually have, like, explanations involving other dimensions compressing to, like, make the gun work. And then a character just goes, I don't under... You lost me at dimensions. It's a big gun what shoot. <laughs> uh... Okay, yeah, and that's, uh, well, so when when they're over Mars and the girl is talking about her sister, we then, when he's giving his dramatic speech about how we're going to make it, do you remember what she does? She just throws flowers out the she ship? She goes and we both used the word yeet. We, she was like, <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> can't believe she's just yeeting flowers into space. Also, also 
how did the flowers not have anything happen to them? Yeah, that? They were a perfect bundle floating in space. Another thing I'm interested to know is... Like, you'd assume that when you're gearing up for a spa- for space travel, you have to be pretty economical with what you bring. Ah, flowers wouldn't take up that much room. I, I guess so, but I, I like to imagine that she had to fill out a requisition form to be like, I want to bring these flowers into space. And they're like, why? So I can throw them at my sister. They're not going to make it to Mars, but I want to throw them in the direction of I want to throw her in the general direction. They're like, But how did they not freeze or wilt or, like, scrunch up? Like, they were very volum- voluptuous. I need to... Voluptuous. <laughs> uh, okay, so there is a thing... Uh, that I read recently that I haven't had time to go in and verify, but apparently you might not just freeze in space. No, no, you don't. Because, because there are different gas no, bubbles. Well, yeah, because there's no, like, oxygen and you need, like, that, you need matter to, like, actually conduct heat. Apparently. But there are, like, not cold, but you can still freeze in some of the gas bubbles, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. If there, you just, you're as, not necessarily always in one. Yeah, yeah. If there's matter, you can freeze. But also, it seemed like they were pretty close to, to Mars. Like, close enough for it to be possibly somewhat affected by... I don't know. I don't know science. Um, no, but something should have happened. Yeah, you'd think anything would have happened oxygen, to those flowers. No oxygen. How, yeah. did, how do flower? How did it... Just, they're fine. <laughs> yeah, they're just fine floating around. I, I <laughs> funny if it just cuts back to the flowers every once in a while, like up, oh, lost a leap, lost a petal. It would be very far from Mars. Yeah, eventually, just float away. Uh, okay, so I like. I would love if they had a thing where Mars just slowly pulled them in and they <laughs> like fell on her grave. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be so much. I would love that. Uh, so then they, they, they prepare to do warp. One of the two things this episode exists for is just showing this stuff. And uh, the ship starts, like, rattling and shaking when they're going into warp. Which, to me, I that feels like something's going wrong with the ship if that's happening. <laughs> like, I don't think you should be I'm in- pretty sure they said they have to stay still to go into it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. So they start going really goddamn fast, and then they fire a laser beam. What in the middle of doing that? It goes into the ship to show what people are doing. Yeah, the medic, oh doctor, yeah. is drinking, mm-hmm. and he's not wearing his helmet. Everyone else is wearing. Oh yeah, helmet. everyone wears helmets when they go into warp. I forgot about that. Um, which you said probably in case it explodes. But if yeah. it explodes, they're all dead. You're dead. Anyway. Then the universe is probably gone. And it also, there's just a team of guys <laughs> watching one guy play darts. Yeah, while praying. Yes, the guy that's throwing darts is praying. And he's also not getting the darts to stick to the board. No, they're just bouncing off and he's praying and just like flinging darts badly at a board. And they're like, God, that's annoying. But I guess he comes from a priest family. So I wonder if uh, religion is going to be a theme in this space battleship Yamato show. You know, I wouldn't put it past them if it's actually not as much of a theme. Yeah, if they were just like, no, he's a priest. That's his thing. Anyways... Yeah. Anyways, warp gun. Uh, wave motion gun. So yeah, they, they uh, shoot a beam in front of them, and it opens up this wormhole. And, uh, like, I'm not going to go to extra lengths. to just, it, It's really cool looking. It's very colorful and very... Yeah, it... it My uh, Little Pony colors. 
I was gonna say like LSD kind of acidy colors, but but sure, yeah, let's go with my little pony. So yeah, they fly into the wormhole, and it's once again like it looks like they're like physically having to force themselves through it, and it's like rough. But then once they get inside, as you said, everybody freezes, and this is where we they- start to see parallels with Kokoku because. The air or the dart throwing guy mm-hmm. freezes, mm-hmm. and it just does a view around the dart frozen in, in midair. Yeah, much like Kokoku with frozen birds. It also does it with liquid. The yeah, the medic that's pouring. Yeah, it all freezes. Uh, yeah, so we have a, and then we have some like real cool abstract trippy stuff going on with some like, bopping music. Yeah, with, with some real bopping music with the spaceship. Like you see it mirrored in something, and then it like crashing into its own mirror. Uh, it's it's very trippy. It's very space odyssey, very space odyssey. And then pop, it pops out and ice shatters off. Yeah, of they're it? covered in ice. I guess because they're. Because the thing about ice forming there would be, like, that means there would have to be, like, an atmosphere with moisture around the spaceship, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, so where did that moisture come from? Is this ship just, like, shooting out water constantly? Well, I'm wondering if that's why the engine fails. Is that where the moisture came from? Where the ice? Maybe. Uh, they do well, talk... No, it was coolant. Coolant doesn't yeah. freeze, does it? I did shh. I mean, eventually, probably it would, but it probably. I, I don't know like, enough about that yeah. stuff. I, I don't. I don't either. Anyway, it's covered in ice, and no one seems to question that. So I guess it's fine. It's just a thing that happens in warp. And then they notice, hey, we we jumped out of that warp too early. Yeah, yeah, we didn't go as far as we were. Like the coordinates were right, but like uh, something went wrong, and now we're now we're near Jupiter. And the. Jupiter gravity is pulling us in. We're falling into Jupiter, guys. So that's their big thing. They find out coolant is part of the problem. Uh, I wrote, surprise Jupiter. Uh, and what do they find in Jupiter? Because they get they get sucked into Jupiter. They're in its, like, gas atmosphere thing. A floating <laughs> continent the size of Australia. Yes, a floating continent with, like, plants and water and shit. Um... I think also while they're going down, our little R two D two friends talks. Uh yeah oh yes yeah and A-U- what's his name? A U zero nine. Yeah and what does he want to be called? I forget. See you don't respect robots. I don't you like don't think robots. they're people. You wouldn't call them by their name that they choose. I don't think they're people because they're robots. Anyways, uh, he wants to be called Analyzer, which is funny because he's picked, he's like as a thing that theoretically has his own identity. He's still like yes, but I want a I want a name that is my function. <laughs> it would be like I want to be called Computer Man. Uh, so yeah, the they talk. Someone says something about the robot, like, wait, he has a name? It's like, yeah, he's fully autonomous. He thinks for himself. Uh, and he doesn't really do anything, but it, they clearly are introducing, they also just have a robot trash can that thinks. And uh, a note I made was, why would you send an experimental thinking robot on the spaceship with humanity's last chance of surviving. Like, what if it turns into a HAL situation and it tries to kill everybody? Because it's a new form of life you've created. Well, then you yeet it out. Then you yeet it into space, right over Mars. 
and it can see some pretty flowers. Uh, okay, so they also crash onto this continent, and the way they crash is hilarious because they approach it from the side, specifically so you get the imagery of this spaceship dragging onto the continent like a beached boat. Like Yes, the spaceship that is coincidentally shaped. Like a boat. a boat, so it's it's just a boat, and then they end up in water, so it's just a boat floating in water, and they also have anchors, and they're like, fire the anchors! But not anchors that go straight down. No. They just shoot sideways? They shoot out, uh, yeah, yeah, perpendicular to the front, yeah, and they, like, grab onto things and hook, but it's just so funny, the lengths these people have gone to be like, no, we're still seafarers, you see. We're, we're, we're ocean dwellers at heart. Uh, yeah, and that's when we find out the coolant wasn't working and then we get a little view of the gamilla guy the captain or whatever yes yeah we actually start seeing the gamillas do stuff and he talks to what seems like a little man shaped like a goblin before that we find out he's talking to someone on a hologram and it's his daughter and she's like come visit soon dad the gamilla leader oh yeah oh Uh, I wonder if she's from the planet they're going to. Iskandar, maybe. Uh, but yeah, so it's the Gamillas are just people. The Gamillas are literally, they just look exactly like humans. I'm wondering if they don't know everyone is people. Maybe they don't. Yeah, because like, maybe this is going to be one of those like They see alien, them and they're like, oh shit. Or like an alien race seeded the universe and this alien race is what people look like. So the entire universe is just going to be populated with human beings more or less. Uh, so yeah, the Gamilla captain has a daughter. He looks almost exactly like the UN captain back who stayed back on Earth. Uh, and he's told initially they were just observing the space battleship Yamato because he's like, what are they going to do? They have one battleship. And then he's told they do a warp jump and he's like, the hell they did. Blow them up. <laughs> yeah, kill them. They're he on tells the goblin looking guy yeah. on Jupiter to send send guys out. And what's that goblin looking guy have? He has an evil kitty. Evil kitty. A cute evil kitty. It has like full green eyes and like So the bat difference ears. our Earth kitty was orange and very plump and round. Yes. The evil kitty is kinda shaped like a hairless cat. Mm-hmm. You know, like a sphinx cat? Yeah. It's shaped like that with really long ears and black. Uh, okay, then we go, uh, we cut to the priest who is at the doctor's office. Why anyone goes to this doctor, I don't know. And he's like, the doctor is like, yep, you have warp sickness. He's like, warp sickness? Is that a thing? He's like, I just invented it. Uh, it's, <laughs> we're like, I just came Where up with I? it. Where was I? I didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah, the priest, and then he's like, do you want some sake to make it feel better? And he's I like, remember that. no, I don't. I don't remember that he just yeah. diagnosed him with yeah, warp sickness. Yeah, and he, he's like, the symptoms of warp, si- warp sickness are exactly like a hangover. <laughs> I remember that, but I don't remember the priest guy. Yeah. Uh, and then they, uh, we don't have a ton happen besides they get attacked by a few Gamilla ships. They d- there you go. Oh no, we need to shoot them, but our engine isn't ready yet. It'll yeah. be ready in five minutes. Shoot the ones we don't need the engine for. Yeah. They have, and then they they talk a lot about rerouting power. Uh, the battling in this is very akin to, like... It, it it is like you're watching battleships fight in space, like that. Like it, it's almost like they are just ocean based. What did what did you almost, compare it to? I compared it to Star Trek because it's very Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek treats um, 
Star Trek treats its spaceships like submarines, kind of. And it, so when, when things fight in Star Trek, it's like submarines are fighting. Uh, and in, in a very similar sense, this one is like, well, we need to reroute, reroute power for this. And then fire this thing. Those bullets are coming towards us. Activate the protective measures. Like, it's very kind of tactical and methodical combat. And I compared it, it's Star Wars. And why is it not like Star Wars? Because Star Wars is like, vroom, vroom, pew, 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 vroom, vroom, vroom. Uh, Star Wars, <laughs> well, Star Wars, it's because Star Wars specifically, so yeah, if, if Star Trek is inspired by submarine combat, uh, Star Wars is inspired by, like, dog fighting in World War II combat. Like, that kind of, like, planes actually flying around and shooting at each other. Uh, so they're... And I think, based on the fact that they do seem to have independent cruisers as well, I'm willing to bet there's going to be some real Star Wars-ass fighting going on in this show at some point, too. And then not a lot happens until <laughs> they decide to debate to shoot... The war, uh, it's the wave cannon, but I just called it the big ass cannon in my notes. Uh, yeah, they're like big boy. Oh, and they also note that, uh, the Gamillas, this floating continent in Jupiter, they're like, yeah, they just must have taken a continent from somewhere else in the solar system and plonked it down here. And that's kind of all the questioning they do of this. <laughs> like, they're like, I think they go out and got some plant samples and stuff, but it doesn't really matter because of what happens next. They're like, let's try out this, the wave cannon. Let's see how it works on uh, firing on the enemy's base. So the setup is this little gun stick mm -hmm. comes up. It looks like a revolver, basically. Yeah. From inside. And then our main character grabs onto it like a gun, mm -hmm. pulls back the thing like they're like, uh, what's the word? Like Oh, like a scope? Or no, yeah, he, no, like, he, cocks it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he yeah. cocks it like a gun, yeah. <laughs> and then a scope pops up, and he holds it and shoots it, just like a gun. And you do watch, I, I think this setup, uh, as, as I, I stated, it's very cool, but also very dumb. But you actually see the entire mechanism of the, like, you see the engineering core setting up the mechanism to fire, like, to plunk in when he fires it. Like, you see the entire process of them setting up the gun, and then he just, like, and multiple screens come up. It is very involved. I'd say it's like a full minute of them possibly setting up this gun to fire. And then... And he's just firing pew! it at the continent, and what does it do? It incinerates it. It, it, it... Literally, like, on a molecular level, destroys the entire continent. And then it shows our little goblin friend on the planet going, What's happening? What's happening? And then it zooms in on the kitty he's the holding. kitty just expressionless as everything goes white, and they just demolish. They zoomed in on the kitty! Yeah. It's, they didn't... Uh, that, it's that was, so cruel. It was so heartbreaking. And then, uh, and then, like, one guy on the ship is like, Whoa, this is awesome! We're so powerful, we can just wipe out the Camillas! And the captain's like, That's not what- We're not here to exterminate an entire species! That's not why we're doing this! And we the girl from, assumably, the other planet yeah. just looks very sad. She looks really sad that they Actually, used that. Actually, she also wasn't totally on board with having weapons. No, she wasn't. She did she have a moment kind of, of peaceful. She was. She did have a moment of 
you have weapons on board? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. She did. She is the one who questioned that. So I believe that they are like prop. They might be a pacifist species or something like that. And she might be... A pacifist species entirely composed of hot blondes. Um, what if the twist is the Gamillas came from that? Place? That could be, yeah. They, I could absolutely see. Because the Gamillas have warp. Like, they are intimately familiar with the fact... Like, they look down on humans because they don't have it. Um, but yeah, and then the captain says, we will only use this in the, like, in situations of utmost need, because, like, having this destructive power, it requires a great deal of responsibility, and, uh, as very reasonably, with a ton of Japanese media, it immediately causes you to think about the nuclear bomb, as the only country that had nuclear weapons used against them as weaponry, you very often encounter in things like anime a point where someone has an incredibly destructive weapon and all the characters have to be like, whoa, listen, like, we're, we don't want the we don't want the power to destroy entire cities by pushing a button. Like, that's not a good thing for people to have. Uh, fair point for them to make. And, uh... And then the captain is also, like, you kind of just get the end of the episode is the captain sadly monologuing to himself and doubting uh, whether or not it's good for them to have the gun and it's good for them to have the warp drive, which once again could destroy the entire universe. And uh, it made, that did make me, I was feeling not down, like I enjoyed this episode not as much as the other ones, but that kind of little bit at the end probably bumped up a point or two for me for this one because I don't know I just like people questioning the ethics of what they're doing it's fun I am still devastated by the fact that it zoomed in on the cat yeah that that was like brutal. that was uh and as they were the things they introduced in this episode the animation particularly when they're going through warp and the animation when they are firing the wave cannon both are spectacular like they both look really goddamn cool uh okay i think i have nothing else to say do you want to give your rating um i think in this episode a lot happened but it felt like nothing mhm felt like it didn't really go anywhere no it it went somewhere but it felt empty Mm. to me this time yeah not as yeah yeah like things happen but there just wasn't like, a lot they, they threw things in oh no jupiter oh no spaceship i will say Let, let's try this out the first two episodes felt quite a bit more cohesive than the third one did yeah all right i think you gave it an eight out of ten i gave it a 7.2 Oh, I think it went lower now. It did, yeah. No, the low. I think I gave it eight last time, maybe eight point five. I gave. I think I gave it eight point five. Uh, but yeah, I gave it seven point two this time. It just. <laughs> uh oh, it's going down. I I will be very sad if we don't get to watch the rest of it because I will say I still love this show, but like you know I can't. It wasn't as cool as the first two episodes to me. I find it weird that every once in a while they just throw in, remember, we have AU-09 on board, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then they just forget about it for... And it's like, yeah, uh, well, we'll come back to AU-09 at some point, I guess. He's just here for comedic purposes. I'm a robot. Okay. Uh, what did you give it? I think you gave it a six. Just a six. I gave. I did debate giving it a six, but I gave it a 6.6. .6. Okay. Because I did appreciate 
the ridiculousness of we we can time or like we can jump forward in the universe. But if we move slightly, the universe is destroyed. I I think the thing, a thing that I struggled with this episode is part of why I liked the first two so much is they actually didn't really explain that much in the first two episodes. They kind of just had things happen. And eventually, with this kind of show, you reach a point where you have to actually explain some things. And like, what is this ship? What does it do? How do these things work? And because a good portion of that was spent explaining these and examining the process of the ship itself it just wasn't as exciting as the other two to me so what i'm hearing is we're both very simple-minded yes yeah <laughs> yes we but sure we still are. find the first jurassic park movie interesting yeah we're not we're not uh we're not dopamine junkies to the point where we what do you mean what the first Jurassic Park movie gives me so much dopamine. Oh, I know, but it, it also has setup, and that's why the dopamine is higher later on. Whereas the other ones don't have setup, and you're, so they're just like, push the dopamine button! It's like the the Jurassic World movies are like that rat you were talking about in the psychological experiment <laughs> that just pushed the button to get dopamine 70 until times it was... until it died. It didn't die. It didn't die? Oh, no. No, that's great. it fell over from exhaustion. No, yeah, it fell over from exhaustion. <laughs> it didn't die, though. Yeah, yeah. So so I, 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 I'm, I am generally a fan. Once again, this is 7.2 isn't a bad score. Uh, but, like, I, I like things that take their time a bit, usually. And this is taking its time. So I still want to see where it goes with that. All right. All right. Going to dance, 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 or? That's dance, 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 or. And then... Well, I'm super bummed out. I'm not crying. You're I crying. I did almost cry at least a few times. This episode was mean. <laughs> um, we Bef- watched- before we totally get into that, though, mm-hmm. I could watch this opening for days. Yeah, I could just put it on a loop and... Yeah, it, yeah, I agree. It literally makes my heart <laughs> so happy to watch the opening of this show. Because it's just watching people do what they love. The first person dancing. It's so gorgeous. And the watercolor pastel kind of... It, it's just good. It's good. It's watercolor. I don't think it's pastel. Anyways, um, so the episode is titled, What Does It Mean to Be Manly? And surprise, surprise, that is the primary question at the center of this episode. Devastating. That is what I have. We will for get this to show. it, and like it goes. There were multiple scenes where I just was like, kind of tearing up and saying to the main character on screen, "Just do something, help him." <laughs> yeah. uh, so we start out. Uh, Mori Luau is now attending the school. The gray-haired rival dance guy. Beautiful eyes. Gorgeous eyes. I will never not talk about how gorgeous his eyes are. He has glasses. Um, oh, yeah, just randomly he wears glasses. So, uh, and his primary concern is that now that Luo is attending school, uh, people are going to find out that he does ballet. And that really makes him nervous. Uh, Junpei, that is, is nervous that he'll be outed. Which, that's a big part of, for the first little bit, he just keeps going, oh, they haven't found out. Yeah. Will they find out? Am and- I manly? This is a uh, first first sad scene in a very sad episode is uh, Luau is like asked to speak in front of the class and he says, I'd rather not. I, I, I can't. And then he sits down in class. 
And then there's just a montage kind of yeah. of the te- other teachers going, can you read this out? Can you do this? Can, can you, you answer this question? And he just keeps saying, no, no, I can't. And then he's asked to read something in English specifically, and he does do that, and he has very good English. The teacher actually even says, wow, your pronunciation's better than mine. Yeah. And Junpei's uh, not in his class either. Uh, Junpei is in class 2-2, and Luau is in class 2-1. Uh, and this is important because all of Junpei's friends are in that class. And they suck. Junpei's friends suck so f- flippin' much in this episode. They continue to pick on Luo. Yeah. Uh, continuously. They have a... So Junpei is in in uh, in the locker room with them at their soccer club, and uh, they're kind of just saying, like, yeah, he's a weird guy. And then Junpei's like, I couldn't be friends with someone like him. Uh, and it, one of his other friends seems to really take that as like, uh, like, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Let's yeah, and mentally then, beat him up. So then we, uh, we have the first scene of them bullying him, which is them just surrounding him, walking home from high school. Junpei isn't part of this. This is Here, the friend group. Here's the thing. The friend group, his friend group kind of starts off small. Yeah. Yeah, just, they they just, try they test the just waters. Just telling him to talk. Yeah, pushing they him around a little bit, but they're not like him on the they're street. They're not being aggressive, and they're speaking in English and making. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of like they're saying like "good morning" instead of "good morning" because they're yeah, like, yeah, and it's I I think it's a kind of thing with bullying where they're testing the waters to see where this guy will push back and what will get a response. Like that's they're trying to get a response out of him, and he's initially. not pushing back. Yeah, and he doesn't. He just walks silently. Um, and then Junpei is very insecure. He's like, he hasn't told anyone I'm doing ballet. Maybe he doesn't believe I really do ballet. And it's just like, Junpei... He's having this whole thing and Luo's yeah. probably just thinking... Just like, please don't hurt me. <laughs> is the... Uh, so yeah, he's getting bullied. This, it, it, most of the episode is just escalating bullying of Luo. And it, it's really devastating to watch because he doesn't defend himself. Uh, there's, I don't know if you had something to add before this, but they look up his name Uh, and his mom pops up. I do have one thing before this, uh, because it is Junpei's arc this episode is, uh, he is doing angry ballet alone in his room and he's talking about hiding his ballet from people and how scared he is. And he then flashes back to his teacher telling him he has to throw away everything if he wants to commit to ballet. That's... That kind of comes up later. Um, but he also feels like he's obligated. Like, he literally is talking about how he has responsibilities to his martial arts and his family well, to be responsibilities. manly. He says they like him. Yeah, he does. You're he, right. He doesn't say their responsibilities. He says, but they like me yeah. there. But, uh, yes, then, then we get to the scene where they find out about Luo's mother. And she's a pop singer? Yeah, she's a pop singer. Um, so Junpei's best friend, uh, the guy who's going to start a band with, looks her up on the phone, and then Luo actually sees her name, uh, like sees her picture, and he smacks it away, and then he breaks the friend's he, phone. He, he smacks it, and then grabs the phone and smashes it against the yeah. wall. Uh, yeah, and the mom is an actress. Uh, Junpei tries to talk to, uh, the, the girl, and she's just, like, not... She just runs away. Yeah, she doesn't want to talk to him. Because she's clearly pissed off that he, he is letting Luo get bullied, like, by his friend group. And also, he's like, wait, she's not even asking me if I'm coming, why I'm not coming to ballet anymore. Uh, so then... 
They bring him into the soccer room, uh, the soccer locker room. They bring Luo in, his friends do. And they say, he's joining our club. And Junpei is trying... (sighs) He's so frustrating, but he's also, like, it's very realistic rendering of someone whose friend group is bullying someone. And he doesn't really want them to, but he doesn't want to look bad in front of his friends. Well, and I think he's also frustrated because Junpei has never really experienced someone not fighting back. Yeah, yeah. So he he saw Luo being really cool in ballet, and yeah. he doesn't understand why he's not standing. Why up for he himself. can't? Yeah, why he's not doing it himself? Um, and uh, and he's like, he tries to de-escalate by saying like, he's boring. He can't join our club. Let's get to practice or whatever. And his friends take that as an invitation to make him funny. Yeah, so they start threatening to punch him. Like, they just raise their fist, and as we saw in an earlier episode, when that happens, Luo freaks out and, like, backs up, and he ends up falling backwards in a corner. Because he's probably been physically abused. (laughs) Like, that's probably a thing that happened. And then his friends just start kicking soccer balls at him in the corner. Well, they say, that was funny. I want to see that again. And then they just start kicking a soccer ball. Yeah. And it keeps bouncing off of him. And Junpei, like, wants it to stop, and he's also mad at Luo. So he goes up and he grabs him, and he just says, what's wrong with you? He grabs his shirt, like, the collar of his shirt and says, what's wrong with you? And then uh, she opens the door at that point, says, I'm calling a teacher, and, like, gets Luo out of the room. And it, of course, looks like Junpei was the primary bully in that situation. Once again, it's extremely, this episode is so frustrating because so many times you're just like, you see him watching bad stuff happen and you're just like, you could do something. <laughs> but he's still having his internal struggle as well. Yeah. Uh, the next day. Uh, oh, yeah. And then he, so he does, uh, he does more angry ballet and he's thinking about uh, what she says to him. She chases him down. Or no, he chases her down and he's like, what's wrong with him? Why isn't he doing something? And she says, he only has ballet. And then it flashes back to him at his dad's funeral. Yeah, and he's talking about manliness. and Manliness yeah. and then him saying, I want to do ballet. Yeah, uh, I think it, one of the lines is, I choose to be cool. I choose to be manly. And then he questions, what does it mean to be cool? And what does it mean to be manly? The title of the episode um say the name get a prize yeah <laughs> he goes uh to school the next day and they're show sending around videos of luau's mom doing like her hit pop song uh, and they think it's hilarious they think it's so funny they then go to a choral recital uh where each class is going to provide like a song and when it time comes time for class two one to show up Instead of anyone coming on stage, Luau's mom's song starts well, playing they, over the... they introduce that that's what's going to... They introduce something and nothing happens. Yeah, yeah, they introduce them, and then the stage is blank, and then Luau's mom's song starts playing over the speaker, and then they push him out onto stage in a dress, uh, and, like, with his hair all messed up, and uh, everyone just starts laughing at him. And uh, Junpei is, at this point, asks the question, like, is what I'm doing now manly? Just letting... Basically, letting this happen. Is this manly? Uh, Once again, emotion... Just devastating. And it's it's just... It's it's really hard to watch this episode. 
everyone starts chanting, sing, sing, sing. Uh, Junpei stands up as if he's finally going to do something, and then they get interrupted by the um, teachers. Well, it looks like he's actually going to leave. Yeah, you're right. It kind because of it looks like he just wants out. It looks like he's about to leave, like he can't watch it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Luau actually starts doing ballet in front of everybody after the teachers stop the song and pull the bullies away. And then the main character girl starts playing piano for him. Yeah, and he starts, like, really happily dancing. And, like, people initially, it's kind of cool. People's responses initially are like, holy shit. What's he doing? That's amazing. And then someone says, he's doing ballet. And they're immediately like, oh, this is hilarious. Like... Like, when they don't recognize in immediately what it is, they're impressed, and they think it's cool. But once they know that it's a thing that's slotted as girly, they just start mocking him again. Uh, and people were like, God, this is so lame. What well, not that right, Junpei? Like, elbowing him, and Junpei is sobbing. <laughs> yeah, just big, big yeah. tears. This is the only real dancing we get this episode. And once again, it's really good. It's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, and then he starts getting bullied outside the school again, and June, uh, the, the classmates... They go to put, like, a... What is it called? Pantyhose? Yeah, pantyhose on. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna make him wear pantyhose and make him dance, and then Junpei comes and puts the pantyhose <laughs> on his head. So now he's got weird little bunny ears. And he has a squished and face. Nose is squished. And he up. starts doing ballet dancing, and everyone's like, "Oh, Junpei, you're you you just love copying everybody." And he just then tells and then them, he says. I'm quitting to do ballet. Yeah, I'm quitting soccer to do ballet, and I can't be in a band with you, pal, because uh, I'm doing ballet, and I'm giving up everything for ballet, and I admire Luo's, like, ability to do it. And he says this while spinning. Yeah, he's spinning like, the whole time. non-stop spinning. Yeah, yeah, so he reveals it to everybody, and his friends immediately just... Oh, yeah, and then he says... It, I mean, it's important because it's, like, the theme line of the episode is... Uh, being manly means sticking to your beliefs, is what he yeah. comes to realize, is like, the most manly thing he can do is be true to himself, basically. Uh, and then his shitty friends yeah, just, say, I don't understand you, man. I don't get it, man. Yeah, it's pretty lame. And like, they're not make, they're not like laughing and making fun of him. They are no, just like, like done with him. They just leave. Uh, and then they, yeah, they kick him out of their friend group chat as well. Uh, and then he just goes to the- they kind of even mock him a little bit in it? A bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, they did say that's hilarious, something like that. Uh, and then he goes to the dance studio at night, and he is wearing a very weird outfit, and he's wearing, like, a hood and, like, this whole thing, and his ballet instructor doesn't recognize him, and she threatens to call the cops. And then he takes off his hood and... He shaved his head. Oh my goodness. And she's like... What prince has a shaved head? And he goes, oh! And that's the end of the episode. And that's the only funny thing that happens this entire episode. <laughs> Besides this, it's just devastating. The rest of it has been them relentlessly bullying this very gentle, quiet man. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh... It, it really hurt a lot to yeah. watch. Yeah. yeah. It hurt. Ah, uh, do you have anything else you want to say about this? No, I think I'm just going to rate it. Okay, let's just go to the rating. Uh, 
What do you think I gave it? I think you gave it an 8.7 out of 10. I gave it an 8.4. So this is the first time something has gotten a higher score than Star Blazers. What do you think I gave it? I think you gave it a 9.3. I just gave it a 9. It's it's definitely winning me over. Yeah, I think it's uh, so far... Oh, it was the best episode of Dance, Dance, Dancer, for sure. Just damn it. it. I don't it know. I've loved me. this whole show so the far. The whole show is good. Every time an episode ends, I do legitimately. I think I think you've noticed I just go like, so we could just keep, watch keep the next watching. one. <laughs> uh, but we can't because we have this setup that makes us delay watching things. But and yeah, it's, also we need to have a life. Yeah, we do need to have a life. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, it was really good. I I highly suspect it'll be my favorite episode this week. I don't know. Kokoku could really throw a wrench in the, <laughs> or it could totally fall apart. Kokoku <laughs> is as always yeah. the wild card. Very quick question, actually, because I didn't realize uh, I forgot to ask it for Star Blazers and this show. I have a question. If there is a character who dies in Star Blazer, who do you think is the most likely to die? The woman that wants to be a pilot but mm, is working would... in accounting. <laughs> <laughs> who hasn't done anything yet, also. Uh, but she was one of the last people we saw before this episode ended. That is true. I would say the captain oh, yeah. or the priest guy. Okay, I actually changed... It's the captain. It's the captain has to die. Uh, okay. And Dance Dance Dancer, if someone were to die in this show... I feel like it'd have to be the girl. Yeah, yeah. I think you said that in the first episode, too, and I think that remains consistent. I, the girl or Luo? Or Luo. It would be so... I want so badly for him to be friends with Luo now. Now. And I thought I was going to hate Luo once he started going to his show, school. I thought that this was going to be... I thought Luo was going to be a complete... A, a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he's not. He's just... He's a hurt, sad boy. And Junpei was the, was the jerk. Junpei's not really a jerk, though. He just didn't want to stand up to all his friends. Yeah, he, he did. He was... Right? Like, that's a hard step to do. It's understandable, but like... You don't want the... Yeah. It's, it's a very common thing in, like, high schools. You don't want to be the next target. Yeah. But you also know it's wrong. Mm-hmm. So now you're just a bystander. Yeah, you've just allowed it to happen. But by him doing that, he actually put a target on his back now. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure there's going to be some real negative consequences from his friend group. For Except doing Junpei that. can beat the absolute <laughs> yeah, bonkers off of can his friends. And is willing to. Uh, beat up people if he I, I have a feeling there's going to be a fight or two. Yeah, I up. think so. Man, what a good show. Okay, I guess uh, unless you have anything else? Nope. Alright, I suppose it's time for us to move on to Kokoku, where we can ask once again the question, who's going to die? I mean, the grandpa. Anyways. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to die this episode. Not in this episode, but I think the grandpa's not making it to the final credits. Probably not. Anyways, uh, yeah, we're going to go watch uh, the third episode of Kokoku. I'm assuming it will be called The Third Moment. And then? So it was called The Third Moment. It was. Yeah. Uh, I must be psychic or something. I think it's just because the other two were numbers. <laughs> mm, I think, you know what, I'm going to call it now. Fourth episode. Well, I saw what it was. It's going to be The Herald Ascends. 
the floor. You also the... saw what it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, right off the bat, I'm going to say two of the three episodes we watched uh, this time feel like stopgap episodes. Where, like, yeah. they feel like episodes in between more interesting things happening. Specifically, Dance, 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 Soar in this one, I think. Oh, I was going to say Star Blazers felt like that. Like, felt like... Oh, yeah, the... Actually, Because uh, Dance, 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 Soar was, like... It was devastating, but it's an in-between before the you're, character You're right, you're up. right. All of them kind of do... Yeah, it, it, it was... That one, it barely had ballet in it. It was all about developing a new relationship. And, yeah, start... All of these kind of feel like bridges to better parts. Hopefully better parts. This episode of Kokoku felt really short. It felt really short and it felt like a ton didn't really happen. And for some reason, every time we watch the opening of the show, I think it's different. Yeah, you, and it's not. We went back and looked and it was like, you, you thought it's like, is the image different? And I thought the song was different. So like, I, I knew the song wasn't different. <laughs> I, I'm good with music, but apparently visuals I am not good with. <laughs> uh, and it, Kokoku might, it didn't do a ton of flashbacks. Uh, as much. It did, like, oh, really yeah. quick glimpses, so that that's a point in its favor. I will say that I don't know how I feel about the pattern it's developing of always ending on a, like, she's about to die cliffhanger. It probably won't do that every time. Hopefully not. Because that would be, eventually it'd be like, okay, so now someone, oh, this guy has a baseball bat with a nail in it. Oh, and this guy has a... Okay. Uh, so she's getting choked out. Yes. And then what happens? Her eyes start glowing and then turn white. Yes. The whole eye. And the guys are like, hey, come look at this. This is weird. Uh, and then she... Uh, Touches his chest. She doesn't ugh. even push him. And she, like, sees through a guy's body. Oh, yeah. We see glowingness in this guy's body. Yeah, that, like, I thought initially it was the circulatory system, but you were probably right when you said it looks like it's his nervous system. Well, I, I don't even know if it was the nervous system so much as the system that the souls latch on to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, the shape the soul takes in a human body. Yeah. Uh, so she can see this thing, and then, yeah, she touches his chest, and, like, air kind of whooshes around him. And he starts saying, I'm not feeling well, and kind of wiggling, and then his nose bleeds, and bam! Flying. The soul is expelled! He's de-jellyfished. That, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the soul, the blue thing flies out the back of him. Uh, the black-haired woman seems to recognize this and uh, talks about what she, she just, the black-haired woman is like, ah, she just pushed out his specter. Those are the things we fuse with that allow us to enter the stasis world. Which we did know already. We did. We just hadn't, I don't think we'd had anyone say it yet. We just uh, have seen it happen. I think we had a vague thing saying it already. Oh, okay. Uh, we didn't know at this point if she was killing them or not. Uh, we still actually don't. Um. Except the black girl, girl says it happened to her. She did, and it didn't kill her when it happened. Uh, but it also didn't look like it hurt her as much as it hurt the guys she was doing it to. Like, she didn't It looked bleed. painful. Yeah, it looked painful. And later on, uh, the black-haired woman does also say about the first guy she does it to, it took a while for it to leave. Looks like it's really painful. He might not survive. You must be... So I think maybe either you have to train or she just has a different kind of pushing people out of their soul. Or sometimes maybe the souls fight back. Oh, yeah, it could be that as well. There's a lot of reasons it could be the thing. Uh, but yeah, so she actually does that to a few people. And it's, 
Once again, just the freezing time thing, it's always great. As they're falling backwards in pain, they just freeze once the specter departs their body. So they're all in, like, weird shapes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she gets the stone and leaves. Uh, We get another close-up of a frozen flying animal, a kid chasing a dragonfly. While the lady explains stasis again, yes. basically. She's getting chased and she hides in a car, which I thought was fun. Oh, yeah, that was fun. She hides She's in the back She's sitting beside a guy and yeah. there's a guy driving it. And yeah, frozen. I just thought that was a fun thing. But yeah, then I that's the next thing I have, too. They're, uh, they've taken one of the mercenaries and they've t- uh, taken a still. And they're telling the mercenary that stalled. they... Stalled. Stalled, thank you. A stilled. <laughs> uh, they're taking the mercenary and telling him he's just going to execute the guy. And the mercenary is thinking about how he's like, am I going to cut his cart- carotid artery? But wait, why Why am I wearing this jumpsuit with this <laughs> rain I, jacket? If, if I cut his carotid, he won't bleed out because it will freeze. Why am I wearing this outfit? And then the herald crushes his head. The guys that are getting him to do that know the herald is going to kill him. Yeah, they're sacrificing this guy to do experiments with the herald. And they note that it has become smaller than even the last time they saw it. And when it starts to disappear, it... He assumed it was some type of sand, yeah. but then he licks it off his hand and says it tastes like a protein. Protein, yeah. And they they start developing a theory about the Herald, which also it was so gross that he licked that. Yeah. Uh, they develop a theory about the Herald that uh, generating itself to kill somebody cause, costs it energy that it can't replenish. So that's why it gets smaller every time it shows up. And that specifically their theory is that uh, the Herald is attacking the head every time because it is detecting either the chemicals or brain waves uh, that the brain generates when it's intending to kill somebody. Which would make sense because in the beginning when she walks in to save her nephew... She has probably violent because the herald. She has the slowly. intent to harm, and then it's appearing behind her, and the grandfather stops her. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then it goes away. Uh, the jellyfish, like it did last time, the specter leaves the corpse of the man killed, and it feels like the jellyfish have will of some kind or something. Well, I don't know how to. I don't have that quite figured out because if it does, it's that person's soul. Basically. Yeah. But I don't feel like a mercenary would be like, I'm going to jump in that little Yeah, boy. exactly. Or like if it, the specter is separate from that guy's soul. and ma- But it seems like, because it goes and wakes up uh, her nephew, who the brother, once again, uh, just a flashback, the brother thinks that the nephew is dead. And, um, then, and then we get some comic relief we out do of get nowhere. The first comic relief of the show besides the f- grandpa falling down a slide. Uh but yeah yeah so but the thing it feels like they are targeting specifically this family to wake them up because the last time we saw it he just happened to be the closest stalled guy I'm but won- this time it went like a ways to get to the kid. Well here's what I'm wondering cuz this family has a bloodline and two of them have shown powers. Mm-hmm. Maybe their bloodline bonds with those better and so oh. they're more likely to attach to them. Yeah, it like attracts them because more. The grandpa did explain that he just fuses really well, and that's why he can use his powers. Yeah. It's his assumption. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, that could absolutely be it. But yeah, then we do get we get the comedy. Uh, the kid asks, are we kidnapped? And then... 
Uh, we got this, like, it was in Japanese and we couldn't get subtitles on, so we don't know fully what it said, but it was one statement leads to PTSD leads to, and then uh, it, it had a picture of the kid being basically like his uncle and just staying home and playing video games and looking sad. So it looks to me like it's like kidnapping leads to post-traumatic stress disorder leads to not leaving the house. <laughs> like, Which means... He must have had some type of post-traumatic stress. Yeah, I mean, that seems weirdly telling to have him make that assumption, right? Like, he's just like, oh god, he's gonna be like... And he's like, I can't let this happen to the kid. And then he just pretends it didn't happen. to gaslight. No, I'm pretty sure you were dreaming about being kidnapped. And he's like, no, we were both kidnapped. <laughs> he's like, oh, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, the uncle goes, yeah, we were. <laughs> uh, Immediately defeated. Uh, do you, so they start looking around the frozen world and the kid's having a great time. And he then, says, let's play tag! Or, the, he does something really cool first, though. Uh, he oh, takes, yeah. he grabs a can of orange juice or yeah, something? Yeah, I think it was called Panda. Uh, All we saw was Anda and orange. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm just assuming it's Panda. <laughs> but he grabs it and runs around with it and the liquid pours out. But instead of pouring out, it just comes out in solid form. Yeah, and it like he leaves trails of orange pop in the sky, basically. Uh, it's really cool. Once again, they just thought about the visuals of something being frozen and did really awesome stuff with it. And then he's like, let's play tag, and he just starts running away. <laughs> and his PTSD uncle does not want to. <laughs> no, no, yeah, he has, he's trying to chase him, and he starts panicking and stuff. Uh, and then he thinks he loses him, and he's like, no! And then the kid's like, tag! <laughs> it scares him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, then the, the uncle lifts him up, but hurts his back, and the kid's like, man, you haven't been outside in a while, huh? We should probably go home. Yeah. So they start going home. Uh, we then get the cult. The cult is uh, talking about what they should do next, and they get the news that this uh, girl has the power to push specters out of their body. And uh, they bring in the dad, and the clearly the dad, he's trying to get the dad to like sell out. He's clearly trying to get the dad to sell out the rest of the family. I think that seems to be the way this one's going. <laughs> I don't know. Uh yeah, and then the main character's walking by, and some of the guys see her. Mm. Yes. After a very... Oh, yeah, they're in a... Gro it's gross. Uh, they're in a convenience store, and they're like going like, Yeah, I'm gonna take all the money, ha ha ha, and the guy's like looking at that Playman oh, magazine. Yeah. Playman ma magazine, and then one of the other guys says, Why not just look at the real thing? Yeah. And lifts up a girl's skirt. And then and pulls her panties down. And then the other guy goes, oh, no! Yeah, yeah. So we've now established they're shitty people, which is uh, why... Uh, also, I don't know why, but I love that one of them was just digging in the ice cream freezer saying, <laughs> I've never tried all the flavors at once! That is me. <laughs> that guy is what I would do in a space. I wouldn't have any creativity outside of, like, I can eat whatever I want! <laughs> 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 yeah, that was really it's funny. Like, Dude, just spend twenty dollars. Yeah, it's, or, it's I don't know. not that much. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny because the thing he clearly is afraid, actually afraid of, is being judged by people <laughs> for buying every flavor of ice cream. But he's also surrounded by people. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they, yeah, they see the protagonist through a window, and they're like, "Oh, she should be dead by now. Let's get her. We'll get money." And uh, 
they go to get her. And do you remember their tactic for going to get her? Because I well, think it's hilarious. First, it shows the grandpa. Yeah. Walking and like debating, oh, how am I going to find her? And he just walks into her. Oh, yeah, yeah. They just <laughs> run into each other and he's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, no, I handled it. It's fine. As she's holding the rock. Yeah. Yeah. So she has the rock. They're back together. Yeah. Yeah. And there wasn't a ton of interaction between them because they <laughs> just kind of... To ton. Uh, uh, yeah. What? Oh, uh, so then, yeah, the way they try to catch them off guard is one of the guys walks up to them like, hey, I haven't seen anyone moving in a while. You know, do you know I what's just, happening? I just woke up and I was frozen over there and I heard your voices and I came this way and they're immediately like, I don't trust you. Well, and then it's followed by, hey, is that the rock? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the guy is zero, zero chill. Uh, and then he way. says, I'm going to take it. Yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> uh, they're not the cleverest beans. And then he tries to hit them mm -hmm. or something. Yeah. And do you remember what the guy says, the other guy say when they run out? No. That wasn't the plan. You were supposed <laughs> to hit them and then we come out. Yeah, it was like we were supposed to surround them first. It's like he can teleport. The grandpa just teleports away. Uh, Which he, is exactly what he does. He does it like eight times. And it's so funny because whenever he does it, they're always like several feet above the ground. So they just fall into the ground. And she does an almost identical like, ah! <laughs> and then oof. <laughs> yeah, and they just keep doing that, and then they're like, now we've got them surrounded, he just teleports again. <laughs> ah, oof. Uh, and then they run away, and like, I feel like she was trying to tell him, she's like, I can actually fight these guys, and he's like, no time! Well, I don't know if she knows how to just use it. it happen. No, that's true, maybe Which she has I to. Which I think, it stops with a guy running up behind her, mm -hmm. about to stab her. Well, yeah, yeah. So the end of the episode is basically they get away from that group and then they're walking down the street and they walk by a frozen man. But then he slowly takes the knife yeah. out when they pass. Which is clever. Once again, I think that's a clever way to use that. They have used, continued to use the stasis world to really good effect for interesting things you can do with a frozen world. I do really appreciate that. But yeah, that episode felt really short. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think I gave it? I think you gave it a 7.2. I gave it a 6.8. So pretty close. I just, I don't know. It felt the most, like, of the ones we watched, it felt the most in the middle yep. of things. I think what could follow would be really cool. Mark. It is, yeah. I just, I was excited based on how the last one, like, I thought a lot was going to happen this episode and then it didn't. So that's probably my expectations compared to what, with what it actually was. What did you give it? What do you think I gave it? I think you gave it a 7.8. Nine. 7.8. Whoa! <laughs> All right. Once again, I hope High Dive sucks. Come on, High Dive. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's time for us to pick the next episode. Last time you picked how far down it goes, so I guess I'll pick that and you pick across. All right. I want to do 21 down, if that's even possible. From where we... Or do you just oh, do yeah, let's do it from. I'm sorry. Uh, in that case, I will do... 21 down. I just need to find it first. Sorry. Pat labor. There we go. Yeah, we're going to rebound back up. <laughs> okay. okay. Seven across? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. And then? Four, five, six, seven. <laughs> Nakaimo, my little sister is among them. <laughs> Make doubly sure that this is 
this uh, audio English. Okay, awesome. It's is this a movie? No, it's a season. Season one. Make sure it's twenty minute episodes. Seems like it is. Uh, I'm glad we're not on episode three because that one's titled "My Sister's Seduction." Uh, <laughs> is insanity hereditary? Shogo Mikadono's beginning to think so, because the terms of his late father's will seem crazy, and following them may drive Shogo bonkers as well. This is a comedy, drama, romance, shoujo, mature action. It's no, everything. No, don't, don't give it a romance. I always thought that you no! were. <laughs> uh, we are going to go watch Nakaimo, My Little Sister is Among Them, and will this topple one of the three shows we've been watching topple take it down Top. topple why not topple. in their towers no <laughs> all right we'll be back in their towers <laughs> and then i never thought high dive would have one show i like never mind two <sighs> and man was i right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you were uh, nail on the head of the hammer on the head of the nail there. Oh my god! Nail hammer down. Oh my god! I didn't show. think it could get worse than Kanagawa Jet Girls. So, uh, Nakaimo, uh, something of my sister. What was it called again? Uh, it's Nakaimo. My little sister is among them. <laughs> and. Uh, and what was the episode called? I think you wrote it down. The voice. Uh, the voice of my unfamiliar sister. This snuggle in show. Uh, <laughs> hey. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it's real rough. This snuggle show. <laughs> Ew, uh, that makes it sound gross. <laughs> yeah, it does. It is a snuggle show. Uh, I liked that the first line of dialogue in this show was. Following is our next news story. Because why? if you're watching the news already, why would they tell you that? We are watching the news. They would say so our next story news. is... <laughs> uh, uh, coming up, more news. On the news. Where we show news. So a uh, big, important corporate corporate man died. And uh, it, was, it was the main character's dad. And he was a really important big corporate running a big corporation. And he wants what? his son to inherit it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, there's no emotional, like, no one is, like, sad that he died. He's just like, wow, it's really busy organizing a funeral. I'm tired. And while he, the main character's in a room alone, mm -hmm. he hears a voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm your hi, sister. Hi, brother. I'm your little sister. I mean, I don't have a sister. Yeah, and then she's like, <laughs> you do, and I'm, of course, here to marry you. Yay! And then someone walks in while he's standing on a chair looking out a window. Yeah. <laughs> and then we watched the opening credits, and it was just uh, uh, boobs, harem. Boobs, 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 harem. Yeah. It's a, it's a harem. Lots of boobs, lots of butts. The end of the uh, credits is all the women undressing and being in wedding dresses. Uh, we know what kind of show we're watching here. Everyone wants to to be to to fuck to be this. his sister. Everyone wants to to potentially fuck their brother. No, to be his sister. To be his sister <laughs> his and loving and to marry him. Loving his sister. loving loving. Oh, only siblings, nothing more. Or is there? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So, uh, as you said at the beginning of the show, finally, something for mommy. <laughs> no! Yeah, you, you, your words. The... Finally, something for mommy. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, there's... We're gonna get to it, but at the end, I literally had to. Yeah, roll you started away. screaming. We didn't hear the last like minute of dialogue in this show because it was mostly you going no. And then I decided to do other things like yeah. pet the cats. Yeah, or another word for cat. Anyways, uh, kitty. Yes, kitty. <laughs> sure. No. Joe, you st- <laughs> I don't uh, like you. So uh, he goes and talks with his mom once again, another like impersonal business style conversation where she's like, "As you know, what your father said to you as before we all he know. died." As we all know, uh, she also had a line delivery that was really fun. It's like training to be head of the company. <laughs> yeah, they had the weirdest pause. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and uh, she doesn't, as we both know, your father had a request, not just that you take over the group, but that you do what? You, and then and then the main character says, yeah, yeah, I know, to find someone I love and marry. Before I finish high school. Yes. So they send him to a high school with the intent of hooking him up with somebody. She gives him his own apartment once again for some, you know, getting to know her time. Like, he... Literally has no goal beyond just getting a woman to marry before high school ends. It's really gross. Uh, He's ahead of the business, so Mm. he has to. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, that's his whole dynamic with his mom. Very, I don't think this this guy has any real good figures in his life. (laughs) He decides to walk to school for no real discernible reason other than they need him to for the plot. And uh, he's walking by a cafe, and he flashes back to his father on his deathbed, going, On your next birthday, let's get a cake. And then he says, Oh yeah, it's my birthday. <laughs> I forgot, it's my birthday. <laughs> uh, he's, there's a black-haired girl who leaves the cafe. With a cream puff. We don't know that yet. Oh, <laughs> he must address the box yes, she's carrying he to, from the cafe. Uh, and she's looking at her phone, which, uh, by the way, everyone, it seems like all the women in this show have this phone to keep the mystery of who his sister is alive. Because that's the exact model of phone that shows up everywhere else. Uh, and she starts crossing the street without looking, and a car almost hits her, and he pushes her out of the way and saves her. And, uh, what a man. No, what, a, what a good man. Uh, his scar starts to hurt because he has a Harry Potter scar on his forehead. And he goes like, ugh. And then she's like, oh, come with me. I was getting cream puffs. Chocolate filling cream puffs. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. They are not chocolate filled. They're not chocolate filled. Um, okay, here's here's the thing. I think this woman is his sister. I don't think we'll ever find out, but I do think this woman is his sister because she says her name and then his head scar hurts. I, I do think the sister is the witch person, though, because I, I feel it's like the, the same mystery. Drawing. I think the drama has to be, but the picture is a black-haired girl. Anyways, we'll get we'll get okay. We'll we'll talk about that at the end. Uh, but his head scar hurts when he hears her name. Uh, she shares her cream puff, which is white on the inside, so there's not chocolate filling. They're lying. They're to lying. Us. They're in a park, and a clock goes off. And then she pats his, pats cream puff, cream filling off his mouth and he looks at her boobs. 
And then he goes to school. She almost kisses him. Oh, yeah, she almost kisses him. And then someone throws a can out of a tree. That's not, that's way later. That's the end of the episode. Really? Yes. He goes to school first. I clearly zoned out for this whole show. Yeah. Uh, so he goes to school and he meets his teacher and his teacher is eight, but she's oh, an yeah. adult who's a teacher. I wrote that. Homeroom teacher looks eight. Yeah. Has teddy bear hair clip. But don't worry, because she's an adult, guys. She, she's not going to touch that man. Definitely not the worst anime trope ever is, uh, don't worry, this adult looks like a child. Ugh. Gross. Um, and I'm not... Saying that based on a design... I call based, it imaginative. Based, based on the way this show goes, I can't interpret that as anything other than sexual. Like, that's... The context of that is provided by the show. Okay, uh... Once again, High Dive proving what kind of streaming service it is. Yeah, yeah High Dive has a very consistent, let's say, approach... Now, he goes to class, and he ends up sitting next to the black-haired girl he saved, and there's another girl there with pigtails, and she's mad at him for no reason. Uh, and that's pretty much the whole school thing. He then goes with her uh, after class. He goes with the black-haired girl to help her carry away garbage, um, just because they need another scene with them. And this is when she tries to kiss him. Uh, but first he's like, oh, my head scar hurts sometimes. It's from an accident. But my memory of that time isn't super clear. Mm. And then she rubs her forehead against him and goes like, pain, pain, go away. <laughs> oh, it's so cutesy, cutesy. And then she tries to kiss him and then someone throws a can at Okay, his that's head. when it happens. Yeah. And he uh, is like, goes out because someone Ow. threw a can at his head. <laughs> Uh, so he, he goes, ow, and then that stops them. She has to leave for some, uh, tea. So we have cream puffs, we have tea. We, we have got hanging incest. With, we got hanging with friends. We got a dance with devils stew going here. Without the music. Without the music. So it turns out and when you take... And a little more nudity. Yeah, when you take the music out of dance with devils, what are you left with? Basically nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so the, and it was the angry girl who threw the can. And she's like, prove you don't like the black-haired girl by kissing me instead. Because uh, everyone obviously wants... You notice how we haven't described any actions the protagonist has made? Because he doesn't have any. Because he doesn't do actions because he's he a... He even forgot his birthday. He's a blank slate and he has no opinion on anything. He That's the thing I've noticed is that no character... Not no character. He specifically has no real opinion on anything that happens except for incest. Thank God. Mm. At the very least, this character seems to be against incest. Good for him. Good. Blowest bar. <laughs> it's like... Uh, then we, uh, we, he goes to his apartment at night. We cut to a girl with, like, a witch hat and a wand. And she's practicing saying, I'm so happy to meet you, brother. Uh, and, and then he gets a surprise birthday cake from that cafe delivered to his house with a toy that he wanted as a kid. The toy that he played with as a kid from an action anime he used to watch. And a picture. Of a little girl kissing him on the cheek. And we don't see the little girl's face. Just see little bits of hair. Yeah. And, uh, God, this show sucks. Um, sour scene? Uh, yeah, so then he gets a phone call from someone saying, did you get the cake? I'm your little sister. And this is when I realized the show would be way better if it was a psychological thriller where, like, the the, less, the sister less... is killing all the other girls. Oh, God. It's like, huh, 
You don't want to make your sister angry. It's been so long, brother. I love you, brother. Like, I'd love that. That'd be fun. That'd be With less fun. nudity. Less nudity and more stabby stab. Um, nudity we haven't got to yet. Now we uh, we have now. Because oh. we then have random nudity with the black-haired girl just in a bath. Going well, like, she's, not, she's like sitting. Yeah, she's in a, like a shower. She's all soaped up sitting down somewhere. And, and we don't quite naked. see things. And then it just does an up panel shot looking down at her yeah, body. Yeah, looking down full at detail. her body. And then uh, when I wiped cream from his mouth uh, is a line she says. She's just talking about how horny she is for the protagonist, despite the fact that he is literally a mannequin. Uh, and then what was the other thing she said? You can say, I can't. You can eat my cream puffs anytime. Why do you make me say such naughty things? Yeah, that's the... (sighs) And then uh, we have him in class, and he's fantasizing about all the women he's met, and also some women he has not yet met. He is already fantasizing about characters who have not shown up in the show. He's magical. He's magical. He knows that women are going to hit on him. and uh, Because he's like... Two, one out of two guys in this class. Yeah, and he's worrying because he's like, I don't know who my sister is. And then he says, if I fall for one of these girls, and then he stands up and just yells, I'd marry my sister? And everyone looks at him. And then he goes out uh, and sees someone following him, so he goes up to the roof and sees the witch girl there, and he's like, why are you following me? And she's like, because I want to know my older brother. Bum, bum, bum. And I, I, I have to say, I think that's a fake out. I don't think this show, with its weird, weird fetishistic premise that he might accidentally date his sister, would give away who the actual sister is right away. I just don't think this show is clever enough. Mm. But then I feel like it makes it very easy for him to date the other girls, and then there's no conflict in no, the show. No, but that's the point, is he falls in love with his sister, and he's more oh. interested in her anyway. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, you could be right. I don't, I'm not giving this show any credit. Yeah, I mean, well, we'll obviously find out, because we're eliminating Kokoku. No! <laughs> Kokoku is the only good thing that High Dive has ever decided to put on yeah. there. Uh, what, what, do we have anything we want to say? No. Uh, Besides, okay. it's not, it's, it's done. Okay, uh, so, what are we doing? We're going to... Rate it. Rate it. What do you think I gave it? I think you gave it a 0 out of 10. <sighs> Did you give it higher than 0? 0.5. <laughs> Are you broken? For the line delivery of uh, the guy delivering food to him, specifically, when he gets cake delivered to his door, I forgot to mention, the, the voice actor who is announcing that he has cake for him gives it. He was like, I got a delivery for you here. And uh, that... That made a whole point five It's a point five for me, yeah. What do you think I gave it? I think you gave it a negative infinity. I gave it an absolutely not out of ten. <laughs> absolutely not. I have to say, this to me is the worst tie-dive show we've seen. Uh, no, I think Dance with the Devils. Dance with the Devils is Crunchyroll. Oh, that's... Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, of this game so far, uh, between Pat Labor... Uh, Kandagawa Jet Girls, and whatever the hell this one is called again. Uh, I didn't bother remembering its name because I knew it wouldn't keep. I would... Uh, 
Camo, My Little Sisters Among Us. I would watch an entire series of one of those two before I'd watch the next episode of this so, show. So, best to worst for me would be Pat Labor. Pat Labor is the best. Kondagawa Jack Girls. Kondagawa. And then the other one. And then this one. And I would also yeet myself off the universe. If you had to watch the whole series? Of any of them. I think... We're not going to, but the most hilarious, painful thing we could ever do to ourselves is have this show, but with all the shows who get rejected. Absolutely not. It would be horrible. It would be awful. Uh, but yeah, so this show sucked. I don't know what to say. I'm sorry to all the people who made it. I'm sure my opinion means nothing to you, but it wasn't very good. Uh, it made me sad. And not in a good dance, dance, dancer way, just in a why does this exist, I'm miserable kind of way. And uh, I could do without it. Now, obviously, this is the one getting eliminated. I will say, last thing we're going to do before this podcast is done, unless you have another thing you want to do. No. I think we should guess what's going to happen in the next episode of all four of these shows. All right. So, starting with Star Blazers, Space Battleship, Yamato. I think they're going to go to Pluto in the next episode. And they're going to have to fight people near Pluto. And he's going to be like, my brother died here. Depending on how much power used and if they can jump right away after using the big gun. Mm. Then yeah. I, I would agree. Okay. Uh, and, he, and then uh, Dance, 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 or what do you think is going to happen? Well, I think he's going to start dancing mm. and starting... I think he's going to get picked on in school. And I think he's going to start a fight. Mm. Or not, I don't think he's going to start a fight. I think he's going to be in a fight. Yeah, he's going to finish a fight. School. I could see him trying to repair... I could see uh, the girl still being mad at him and him trying to repair that relationship and him starting to build one with Luo. I think the relationship he'd build with Luo is jealousy. Mm, yeah, I think he'll get jealous again. You're right. Uh, okay, uh, then Kokoku. What do we think is happening in that in the next episode of that one? I think it's going to start with her using her power like right off the get-go. Yeah, yeah, you're get-go. right. And the grandpa's going to be like, you have that power? It's so special. And then we're going to go into some explanation of power somehow. Oh, I think you're right. We're probably going to figure out. They'll probably tell us what the specters are in this episode, in the next episode, maybe. And I think more people will be sacrificed. Yeah, yeah. I think I a thing that wouldn't totally surprise me is if they shrunk the herald enough that it became like a small thing that actually like sticks around and they talk to and stuff. Mm, interesting. If it becomes person sized, maybe it just becomes a person again. I was just gonna say, what if it be- what if the herald is just a person? That yeah, starts out big because they already talked about how they the the like mythology is that they are people who went wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, maybe, yeah, the Herald's just someone who's been in the place for too long. Maybe a person who couldn't get out. Uh, okay, and uh, and then what do we think happens in the I want to bang my sister, oh no, wait, I don't show? Well, we're not watching. We're not watching it, but what do you think happens in the next one? No. I'm going to make a guess. Okay. I think we yeah? should guess what the next show is going to be that pick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I am predicting that it will be a show where... An alien comes down to Earth and makes a young a young man have super bang powers that makes all the women fall in love with him. But if he ever has sex, the universe will explode. I think we're going to watch some supernatural being that is driven by sexual desires. So, Devil's Line? 
No, no. It's not a vampire. It's like a wizard or something. <laughs> uh, either way, it will probably be terrible and we'll probably keep the three we've already been watching. Uh, let's see. Feel free to email us to, uh... Hmm. My prediction for the sister show, by the way, was going to be more women throw themselves at the protagonist. That was it. That's all I had. I, I would think more cream puffs would be involved. A few more cream puffs. He can eat them anytime. Alright, this has been our podcast, the third round, uh, unchanging third round of... Crunchy Dive High Roll. And next week we'll be back with the fourth episode of three of those shows and the first episode of a new one. I. If you have predictions, mm -hmm. feel free to email them. Yeah. I, I love to hear other people. Uh, and yeah, it, we are on iTunes. Maybe we're on Google Play now. Leave us a review. Uh, if you want to send us an email, that email is cry, K-R-Y dot mit with two T's dot mode at gmail dot com. And I stream at I Apologize profusely every Tuesday and occasionally on Fridays we stream together doing My Girlfriend's Not Gonna Like This. Because I don't like video games. Yes. And we have a YouTube channel which might have videos. We have a few things recorded that we just need to edit and put up. Which and very low quality. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Very low quality. <laughs> uh, and that's it, I suppose. Thank you for listening, and... Join us next week. Please, if you find yourself in a situation where you have to fall in love with somebody... But Don't fall there is, in love with your sibling. There is a chance that someone in your high school is your sister, but you don't know who it is. Here's a good process of elimination thing you can do. Just date people outside of your high school. Just date people anywhere else. You don't have to date someone in your high school. You can go to places. You can meet people in other places. You, yeah. There's no obligation to do so. I've definitely lived places where I've been related to basically the whole town. Yeah. And what did you do? You didn't date them. Even if they were very, very distant cousins and they approached me, I mean, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> As we all should. All right, the so... Exception? Distant siblings. <laughs> hey, listen, if you have a scar on your head and you don't remember, anything's game. Yeah. Hey. Okay, okay have um, a good one. Bye. Bye.